Oh, uh, um, can you hear me okay? By the way, I'm sorry. Am I messing up your recording? <laughs> no, I can hear you okay. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that that's that's all set. Okay. We're we're leaving that in, by the way. Oh, great. That's how that's how the episode's gonna start. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? From the apocalypse bunker. It is day one thousand of quarantine. <laughs> it was like, oh my god. My name is Tori Fox. <laughs> all I've been doing is making cool things. I haven't spoken to another human being. Oh, the dream. Anyway. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, anyway, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Octo Radio. I, as always, am Alden Diaz, your host, still here, working from home. When I started doing these episodes uh, with consistent guests, I thought, mm, do this for a while. You know, go back to work. Maybe I'll have less time. Nope. <laughs> We're still stuck. And you want to know why? Ron DeSantis. That's that's why we're stuck. I'm here. I I, I broadcast from Florida. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna bury the lead. Uh, it sucks right now. I I'm afraid to leave my apartment. Uh, and uh, that's a perfect segue into our guest, a returning guest, also stuck here at the mercy of Florida. Uh, also afraid to leave my apartment. <laughs> afraid to leave her apartment too. Uh, it's Tori Fox. Hello. From uh, Creature Cartel. I, I am too the president. Well, I guess, I don't know. You could be president. I'll be vice president. I don't know. Of the Ron DeSantis is the worst club. We'd be co-presidents. Co-presidents. Oh, I love that. Okay, You know what? Actually, actually, no. You're, you're the president. Do you want to know why? Why? Because it would disgust him more. <gasps> yes. Oh, it would, my God. It would, yes. He would, be, he, would be, he would be extremely threatened. So angry that a woman was in charge. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. He's probably the type of guy that calls his wife mom. <gasps> Absolutely, one thousand percent the type. Do you think that he's the worst? What imperial or first order type person is Ron DeSantis? I I can't even. I don't even know if I can answer that because I feel like he's not even that cool. You know what I mean? Like, not that it's even like that cool to be like an imperial, whatever. But like, mm -hmm. he's not even that cool. So I don't know. I feel that. I mean, what I'm just trying. <laughs> I, I think that uh, when I was talking with um, Charlie, Nikki, Claire, some people that have all been on the show, people that if you listen to the show, you know them by now. We were talking about how General Hux would definitely align with like certain um, less than desirable voices in our society. Like if, if Hux was a real person, he would definitely be like I mean, an alt-right Twitter. I was going to say like an incel, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The, 100%. <laughs> The yeah. biggest incel of all time. Probably he would slow. not wear a mask. Oh my god, he'd be like, "No." Oh my goodness, no! Could it's you my god-given right to like die on the floor of chilies. You can't make me wear a mask. <laughs> to die on the floor of <laughs> chilies. My god, I d I die for the bacon ranch quesadilla. That's what I think of every time someone complains. They're just like, I just want to like get violently ill at Dave and Buster's. It's my right, and I'm just like, why? That's the saddest death of all time. I mean, you and I were talking on Twitter about something going on here in the sunshine state of people doing like a grilled cheese like oh event. my god that place yes there's a place <laughs> serving so for those of you that don't know there's a place serving grilled cheese and, and tori can give more insight because she saw the event posting but there so actually okay, this is like a rebellious no thing yeah so this was in so this is a place very close to disney i've been a few times like years ago it's mediocre at best overpriced grilled cheese 
I just love grilled cheese, so obviously I went. But since everything's been going down with the coronavirus, um, there was a point in time, like, two months ago, I don't even know, but the the woman who owned the place, like, posted and was like, <laughs> we're opening tomorrow. And everyone was like, you literally can't do that. The, the state is, like, closed. Like, that's illegal. And she was like, well, I don't care. Like, I'm going to open. And, we're, and everyone was like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> So obviously the media got wind of it and it just went, it went nuts. Everyone on Facebook was leaving bad reviews, <laughs> like crazy. So here we are a couple months later and they're having a rally for freedom, like maskless free grilled cheese event where you can like go get a free grilled cheese and like probably coronavirus too. Cause they're like, don't wear a mask. Like we're all about freedom. So <laughs> it's just wild. Can you imagine risking it all for a grilled cheese yeah that was actually my favorite part of hamilton was when they were uh singing uh for their right to have grilled cheeses and that's why they overthrew george <laughs> oh my God. i remember that being very distinctly american I, you know florida is a lawless wasteland it's a failed experiment really we should just sell it outright so to Walt disney just let them have it let them develop all of florida into a never-ending theme park <sighs> probably one day they would run it much better. But then the whole state would be open right now. That's true. <laughs> I don't agree with it. That's true. Yeah, there was that. Um, obviously, I know Bob Iger listens to this show, so I don't want to disparage him uh, too much. Or Bob Chapek, rather. The Bobs. Um, but, yeah, I can't can't be down with the, with the sickness on that one. The uh, picture of the dwarf mine car line was alarming to say the least no um, what really what really freaked me out was i was reading someone's thread who is like at a park and they have like you know plexiglass partitions like everywhere mm-hmm. so on the kilimanjaro safaris at uh, animal kingdom they have plexiglass partitions between seats so it's like you know you have your the whole row sure. to yourself the person when they pulled out of the station was like you can take your masks off now if you want. And I was like, I, okay, first of all, I like actually yelled in real life when I read that. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Second of all, can you imagine if I was on that bus, I would be like, back this, back it up. Like I'm getting off. Like, no way. That's crazy. Yeah, that (laughs) is. So, I don't know. (laughs) They said it with with their whole chest. Even the animals are looking to the side like, what the hell's wrong with you? What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that, and I don't know what your like interest level is in the animal kingdom, but I've asked this question. Oh, you love animals? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've asked this question in my day job on South Florida radio a couple times, and uh, I've gotten no responses. So now I'm going to ask you. Um, do you think that the animal kingdom is aware of what's going on right now in their own way? Like. Because they're really not getting, they're largely not getting sick. I think there was like one tiger or something like that that got sick. Yeah, there was like some, yeah, it was very weird. It was like at a zoo in like, was it like Cincinnati or something? I saw something that. Something like that. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess I feel like the answer is yes, something's going on because clearly like a lot of zoos and stuff have been closed and they've not really had their regular routine. Sure. But I don't know if they know that it's like a disease, but maybe they can or a virus maybe they can like sense it though you know like yeah. i feel like there's a lot of animals that can like sense things when things are wrong with people and stuff so Absolutely. i mean if they happen to come into contact with someone who was ill maybe they would like know about it 
yeah i believe in that kind of stuff so oh i, I completely agree i mean i i know i know and i don't know about your your cat but i know that my dog both of them know like when i'm going through it like if i'm oh yeah at like all in a mood or anything mm-hmm. like that they're all up right next to my legs looking at me my cat does and my dogs for my family dogs too yeah yeah, animals are better than people. They Reindeers are. are better than people. Um, also true. <laughs> which which ties in a little bit with multiple things we mentioned, like Disney, like Hamilton, which is a thing. Um, we're gonna get to Star Wars eventually, people. But the more that the more that we are deprived of like any actual Star Wars news, and now Disney Gallery's over, uh, Clone Wars is oh, over. So um, impressed. We're basically yeah, we're in that drought period. But the drought periods normally come with the promise of an announcement soon of a celebration soon yes. now it's sort of up in the air high republic got pushed away so that would have been next month so now we're just basically sort of like <laughs> like yeah maybe mandalorian season two trailers coming i've heard some rumblings oh, but there's yeah there's nothing really concrete so we'll we'll, we'll, I'm get, hoping, we'll get into the star wars stuff i'm hoping they release it early because we've had such a bad year just you so know too. if you're done early just drop it a little early have mercy honestly like i'll even take like a, like a two second it doesn't even need to be a full trailer it could just be you know like in season one where you've got the child and he he, he hits the button and den is like don't touch that and then he hits it again and then just like release another clip like that just give me two seconds of him yeah rolling, like a dumb thing yeah and i'll, I'll be eternally happy just anything like that mm-hmm. so so yeah so hamilton came out I did want to talk about that with you and we will make it Star Wars. Everything we talk about, we're going to make Star Wars relevant somehow. So if you're listening and you're like, you don't come here to listen about the real world. First of all, sorry, you live in the real world. Uh, And, and if you, if you come and you're like, I didn't come to listen to uh, Disney. Um, If you like Star Wars, you like Disney. Uh, And then third of all, animals are cool. So everything we've talked about so far, including the grilled cheeses, very relevant. Um, But you're a big Hamilton fan. Do enjoy Hamilton, yes. I know That's from the your only Broadway show I've ever like super gotten into. Okay. Good. So you weren't like a theater theater kid like growing up? I'll probably be down to go if someone wants to go. But mm-hmm. yeah, in terms of like actual like Broadway kind of like productions, I've never really super, super been into anything except for that. And then Beetlejuice more recently, but Hamilton was like the first one that ever like got me. Gotcha, gotcha. So my question in terms of Hamilton, and I was thinking about it earlier today, and tell me what, what springs to your mind. If we were going to Hamiltonize the life story of a Star Wars character, who <laughs> should get a show in that style? Are you kidding me? Do you know you know who I'm going to say? Do I? It's size noodles, obviously. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I know. I, should, I, I walked right into it, too. Well, I, I just that would think... Be like a, it would be like VH1 behind the music. Yeah, well, like... like... Or like, um, what is this? A Star is Born or whatever. Like, oh my give, God. like she needs like a like a like a biopic like slash musical like retelling of her amazing life. That's what we need. That was a see when you said, you know what I'm gonna say. I was like, oh, is it gonna be like the the political Please. rise of like Padme Amidala, like the rise and fall, <laughs> like through the war and all that stuff. That like, could be cool too, but like. <laughs> not nearly as cool. I'm not, as gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna not say size noodles. So <laughs> that's true. Oh my god. Padme would definitely like if we were if we were keeping it like specifically like specifically like the kind of vibe of Hamilton. The themes. Probably about, Padme yeah. would make a lot of sense. Yes. But the size noodles idea intrigues me. The idea of like Max Rebo 
having the Bradley Cooper role. Like maybe Max is like an addict and he like discovers Sny. Like we just basically do the the same plot. Uh, yeah, I could. Yeah. Or you have like um, the big, you know, big showdown with Aaron Burr and Hamilton could be Sy and Zero the Hut. Oh my God. That'd be incredible. <laughs> really Aaron, good. <laughs> Aaron, Leslie Odom Jr. as Zero the Hut. That's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Oh my God. Zero. That means Lynn Manuel is size noodles. I don't know how I feel about that. I need. I'm I'm with it. I don't know about a, that. To a degree, <laughs> only if he like puppeteers it. Like it can't be like a costume. Like, oh my it... god! Can you imagine if it was a stage show and they had like a puppet? Of... Oh my god! <gasps> that would be amazing. Why don't they do something like that at Galaxy's Edge? Oh my some god. sort of like musical do not stage get me started, show. Or okay. Do not get me started because there are so many like. <laughs> So many opportunities for cool shows. I know. And they have the space. I mean, because there's like Absolutely. A, a lot of like just open walking space and you get into like the resistance portion of Batu, where it's like, and we're walking and we're walking and you sort of just have to hope that you see Ray and Chewbacca um, before you get to Rise of the Resistance. But but yeah, I think that there's a lot of potential just in terms of, and you know more about parks than I do, but um yeah, not that they're doing a bad job. I mean, the two rides no, they but... have are... <sighs> no, and I mean, like, Galaxy's Edge is incredible. I love it dearly. Like, it's amazing, and I want to be there all the time. But I was in on, the, like, the first panel they ever had when uh, Celebration was in Orlando about Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. and they were, like... Made a lot of promises. Interactive thing. Yes, yes. And so it's a bummer because it's, like... Like, especially going to, like, Star Wars weekends and things like that. Like, you know they have, like, really cool costumes and stuff just, like, sitting somewhere. <laughs> You're just like, why can't you just, like, dress as you Google up and, like, make them look like aliens? And, like, they just walk around. Like, that'd be – I would live for that. So, but, you know. Yeah, hopefully it improves over time. And for those of you that haven't uh, heard Tori's first episode on the show, I believe it's episode 30 – and you can go back and hear sort of her origin story with the parks and her relationship with Star Wars Weekends um, and Run Disney and the different things that, that she's done in relation to becoming a an artist and, and working on um, Creature Cartel, which we should talk about because yeah, since then, um, I think that when... It's been a wild ride, man. What, how long ago was it that I was on here? uh i think uh that was back in april when the quarantine was sort of fresh oh wow wow okay yeah, yeah that's pretty wild. i was wondering i was trying to think how far back it was that was pretty far back back then yeah you had just not you weren't just now pushing it but i think that you had just started to expand past the japur snippets which are still there yes uh the stranger things um i dump your ass buttons which are still there correct correct Okay, and um, the well, I was gonna say I had just bought Skywalker. Yes, was that was kind of like did. me putting up some like original art that I just had sitting around. Yeah, right. And you were about to do the Kira necklace. Yes, going to happen. But I'm trying to think if I if I left anything out in in between. But um, I did the dress mall earrings too. I think those were like the mall earrings were the coming. Horn, yeah, the mall horn earrings. Yeah, because that was yeah. right when Clone Wars season seven was going to yeah rap. that really worked out well when i released that i was like this is perfect <laughs> yeah 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 so you've but been yeah. you've been really really busy so run people sort of down some of the stuff that you've been oh, man you've been doing that you're working on uh things yeah. that are about to come out i know you teased something at the time of this recording um 
you just teased uh, some new earrings. If you want to talk about yes, it. Yes, I'm going to talk about them because why not? Uh, I think I'm going to drop them on like Saturday. So, um, so probably but, when you guys are uh, listening to this, they're out now. Yay. I was doing the shop as kind of a like just means to an end for the time being because I was furloughed from my job. Um, and that was obviously really rough. And uh, if you're familiar with Florida unemployment, it's not great. Um, like it never comes in. <laughs> you were you were exceedingly kind when you said not great. So I was, uh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's not a joke. It's a social experiment, it really. Is. really. It really is. It's awful. But anyway, it's like intentionally awful too, which is like such a slap to the face. But anyway, so I was doing that and then I got asked to go back to my job. So I went back to my job and my like, I'm like very much like I have not been anywhere in four months. I've not been in a store. Like I am very taking COVID very seriously. So I said, Hey, uh, you guys have a lot of like you know, precautions in place, right? And my job was like, yeah, everyone has to wear masks at all times. And I was like, cool. And I got there and no one was wearing masks. <laughs> so I said, um, I have a problem with this. Um, and they were kind of like, well, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm quitting my job. So um, <laughs> I am now doing my shop full time. So, which is like a weird dream come true. Like I, I've never even like considered doing it because I just don't, didn't think I'd ever be in a position to like actually go all the way in on it and do it but now it's kind of like well here it is <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that was my really long-winded story about that no it wasn't um, long-winded but, at all. not at all um, it, it, it ties in sort of with like your theme i mean not to inter- interrupt the just flow. like stumbling everywhere and like <laughs> happening <laughs> <No>. upon things <laughs> that's kind of my life story is like oh here's this thing cool you're like Misa, so clumsy. I just, I just end up in, in doing literally, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. But the in, in the first episode that we did, again, I strongly encourage people to go back and, and hear the the whole backstory. But you didn't even intend for Creature Cartel to be a thing past doing the portion of it project for people you already knew, your friends. Yeah. And then yeah. it was just that people were like, "I want that. I want that. I want that." That you know, yeah. they they came oh, yeah. to you, which is nice, which I guess eliminates an element of initial fear. Now you're on sort of the second phase of that where now there's a lot of fear, just in terms of the world. Um, Correct. But at least the beginning, people were sort of like, no, you're going to have customers. Like, we, we want to help and we want to support you. Um, so how is it yeah. sort of feeling like now that it's growing and that you wake up and you're like, I'm my own boss? Yeah, it's, so it's wild. And I, I am like... I just this past week, like my boyfriend's like, you have to take a break at some point. Like I, I'm a very hard worker in general. Like I, you know, at previous jobs, like my job that I had before the most recent one, (laughs) I, um, like kind of took a step away from that job just because of how demanding it was. And I was like, I am always going to want to like finish stuff. And I'm always going to be the person that's like working 16 hour days. And like, I need to not do that to myself all the time. So I look for something a little bit like slower paced, but so being my own boss is like almost worse than that. Cause I'm just like, let me do this stuff all the time. So I'm trying to find work-life balance with that. Um, but it's been really, really great and really rewarding and like really awesome. Like I did not expect a lot of the things that I've made to like take off the way they have. And I'm just so grateful for it. And I'm so grateful for all the people like you, sir, who like have bought things and shared and all that, like it means so much. So, and I'm 
having such a good time with it and I'm kind of thinking of things that I would like to see accessory wise like with Star Wars so yeah I have right now I have uh, my Kira necklaces are sold out and I just sent out the, the last of the previous order so I will be restocking that soon so Kira necklaces will be on there I just came up with like a Leia necklace I have the Darth Maul earrings on there um, I have Calamari Flan on there and the New Republic like credit coins on there as well. Um, occasionally I have some masks on there. I have, I think, Pokemon, Harley Quinn, and Mickey Mouse right now. <laughs> just for funsies. Um, <laughs> You're like, just to, just to show that I'm multifaceted. Yeah. Why not? Um, and then uh, the thing that I will be releasing or already released probably while you listen to this um, I, I have started to make, it's only part of a collection. I actually am not super set on the name yet. So that's, I'm not going to say the name of the collection because I have like a couple options. I'm not quite sure, mm. but it's inspired by like Sabak and all of the um, coins and things that they use to play Sabak and kind of just like weird Star Wars currency. So I'm going to be probably releasing that in like waves. So, but I have like the first wave will be out um, I have like really nice post earrings, um, a nice little like necklace pendant, and then um, dangly earrings as well. And it's really fun, like octagon copper, like Star Wars coin. They look awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I'm the, like the I'm preview so photo you put up. They look they look badass. <laughs> like, like, thank you so really much. Good. I'm I like I. It's weird because I didn't expect this, but like I think it's like my favorite thing I've made so far. Like I don't know. I'm obsessed with them. So I'm I really hope people like them because. <laughs> I'm I'm really happy. So it's good. That's I'm excited good. to reveal them to the world. And I'm curious, what sorts of things are you discovering in terms of the actual art that you maybe didn't know or that you didn't think you were going to be pursuing? Maybe in terms of like the mediums or or the technique. So like if you you make something like yeah. that in your sabak earrings and you finish them and you're like, oh shit, like this is really good. Like, is there something that you did differently that you, that paid off that way? Yeah. Um, so one thing that I, um, a big part of my job for the past, I don't know, two, three years has was, um, I'm a really big fan of mold making. I really like to make molds. Um, and I, and I like casting up molds with like two part plastic or whatever it is. So that's been like a really big part of my life for a while now. Um, but, um, I've kind of started to experiment with um, using uh, instead of painting something because like I'm kind of used to you cast it up and then you paint on top of it. Um, most of the jobs that I've done with uh, that I've dealt with have been that kind of a scenario. Hmm. So with jewelry and things like that, though, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so instead of me kind of doing my old song and dance of pouring it up, and then sanding it and priming it and painting it and sealing it. It's a lot of steps. Or I can use mica powders for certain things, which I've started to use. Um, the neck, the uh, necklace and earrings that we're talking about, um, they were done with that. Like you just like, you put it in the mold all nice, nice little coating, and then you pour it in, you pour in your resin and it sticks to the resin and it's beautiful and I don't have to paint it and I don't have to seal it and it is good to go. It is such a streamlined process. It's insane. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's wild how like quick it is. So what is the, the turnaround on, let's say tomorrow you started a standard batch of like the Sabak earrings. When are yeah. they finished? Uh, the Sabak earrings, honestly, um, 
to give you like an idea of how quickly I was able to put together like the two pairs of earrings and the necklace I did I cat because I got the powder in the other day so I was like let me do let me do a whole like set so um I poured them all up I also do I do a little bit of detail paint on the coins to make them look a little bit more authentic and give them more definition um I did I did that whole set in like a night wow so it's it's pretty quick yeah it's really quick so um that's been really exciting for me to like experiment with ways to like make it super streamlined now granted it still is like the time and the materials and things like that to kind of get it to that point to where it is that streamlined like it's definitely like a lot but once you have that then it's super super easy so that's amazing i thought that it would have been way longer than you just in my naivete about about what it actually takes i mean i look at them and i'm like jesus like this must be such a laborious uh process it kind of is but it's kind of one of those things like because i mean that was me talking about casting up by the way like and like putting it together i didn't think about like doing the mold is like a whole other thing so like start to finish to make the whole thing like i have to 3d print it Mm -hmm. i have to sand it prime it um, and then I have to prep the mold, get the mold ready and make sure that the mold turns out nice. So, and then mold takes at least like four hours to cure. So there is a lot involved with it, but once you get it, once you have the mold, it's like super simple. Then you're golden. So just in terms of the actual ideas, something that I don't think we got into, um, on the first episode, cause we were getting to know each other because a lot, a lot of these episodes, I don't know if people know, um, are the first time that I've spoken to that person. Uh, yeah. And our first episode together was the first time that we had spoken outside of some Twitter DMs where I was like, hey, I just bought your thing. It's great. Do you want to talk about it? And that's how we became friends. Uh, but, you know, just in terms of like the more nitty gritty of like your idea forming and in your mentality going into things, what determines for you in your Star Wars fandom where you go next? Is it your watching new hope and then you see the original leia costume and you're like i could do something with that or you're watching solo and you're watching the sabak scene and you're like i could do something with that or do you have a running list of things you want to hit yeah i do have a list um it's growing a lot <laughs> um it's kind of me thinking sitting there and thinking and saying to myself okay um what are the things that i like and what are the things that i would like to see represented in an accessory that's maybe not been done before or is maybe just like not really something that's easily accessible for people um and another thing that i kind of look at is what's something that i know that i can like accomplish and make fairly quickly or within like a certain period of time so that it's not like a really like crazy laborsome process um and then, uh, then some of it is literally just like sitting there and kind of like you're talking about watching a movie and being like, oh, reference books are a big, big thing that have been um, a source of inspiration for me. I love reference books in general, um, but looking through them and seeing the close-up shots of people's outfits and costumes and things like that, like that to me is very um, enlightening and kind of eye-opening I guess in terms of like design and stuff because I kind of like the subtle things you know or things that are nods to what characters wear like I did the Leia belt I legitimately have like an entire belt series in my head planned out 
Oh, that's because that's there's so many be cool belt buckles in Star Wars. So I have like I already have one printed, and I just need to make a mold of it. But I've just this weekend looking through reference books. Um, there are like three other belts on my list that I could potentially make. So that's fantastic. I mean, just yeah, just in terms of the. I mean, you think about like the rings that Carrie wanted for Leia and then you can go down the rabbit hole of all the different Star Wars rings and all the different Star Wars like you said belts and Star Wars necklaces I mean just with Last Jedi Poe gets a necklace uh Leia gets a necklace yeah. Rose obviously the necklace being so central to her character and yeah I mean there's I think that the the people that make things I mean people with their hands like go back to the episode um with Ren as well um, it just blows my mind the what they're able to pull from it because a lot of us the reference books to me as a kid was always like about facts and stuff like the pictures were cool but because I was like I wanted to be a writer as a kid I was looking at like oh what's the name of this thing like you know I can go tell my friends at school and I know the name of, of what, how the different lightsaber parts um, but I never would have thought to look at it and say I can make that and i guess nowadays it's you know with the advent of 3d printing like it really has just changed the game for Ugh. everybody in the community i feel like all the yes. time in, in, in a good way i mean like i'm sure it's difficult and i guess this is a whole other conversation i'm sure it's difficult in terms of in the same way youtube became oversaturated i'm sure that it's like every day there's eight shops that come out because of the accessibility uh and so it becomes yeah. sort of a not a competition but sort of a I need to carve this out. I need to make it more me, make it more, I have this thing that no one else has. Does that play into your mind? Like, do you see another shop and think, oh, I wish I thought of that first or that type of stuff? Um, yes and no. Um, there are some, uh, clearly I like marvel at a lot of people's like creativity, ingenuity and things like that. Um, but I don't know. I guess I don't feel that pressured because like I said, a lot of the stuff that I try to like make and bring to the table or things that I've like not seen that are things that I know that I would want to buy if I saw it in a store or like at a table at a convention or whatever so yeah I don't know I I can understand I definitely sometimes am like oh there's a lot of people on the internet <laughs> selling stuff like <clears throat> hope my stuff's good enough but I don't know I haven't felt like super threatened in that regard anyway but again, I try to bring a little something more to it than maybe what meets the eye, I guess, you know. And uh, I'm really lucky, too, that, like, my boyfriend um, knows how to, like, model 3D print stuff. So well, awesome. if I have an idea, I say to him, hey, here's what I'm thinking. And then he can, like, put it together and then I can print it and make it. Is there stuff. something, I think I've asked you this before, but I can't remember. Is there something that you have... 3d printed or or in the works that is like a personal project that something you wouldn't be able to mass produce oh geez yeah i have like two big ones right now going on three so i have um i just haven't um the one that i need to print is like a week-long print like seven days straight if i wanted to print the whole thing which i would because of um wanting to stick together um that is the armor helmet i have all the files for that Oh, yeah. I, think um, I really want that. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay. 
No, no, no. I mean, I'm not I, saying uh, I'm not saying don't I talk really... about it, but I, I just remembered that. Yeah, that you were telling me that yeah, you have I'm, her her hammer already done, right? So I have the hammer already printed out. I have it primed and like almost fully put together. Sorry, I think my voice is going right now. I don't really know. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if it sounds weird, and I apologize if it does. Um, I have it mostly assembled. I have to put it all together and paint it and make it really pretty. So I have that that is just sitting there that I need to work on. And then I have everything printed out for BD1, but I've yet to put them together because Ugh, I've just been so I cry. I, cry. I know I really need to put them together <laughs> and paint them because I'm really excited. So. Then you have to do a whole Cal cosplay or a Marin cosplay or <gasps> Marin. Oh yes. She's the best. She She's so great. The best. Correct. She's so great. I, I the best review I ever read of Fallen Order was combat was great story was great and i got a goth girlfriend so 10 out of 10 i was like yeah pretty much <laughs> like that, that was yes. my that was my exact experience where when i first met her in the game i was like oh you're interesting okay i guess we're gonna have to fight uh, and then you come back later and she helps you and i was just like well hello hello there hello like, there <laughs> hello there <laughs> yeah the young, young alden's uh fixation on on villains and villainesses like shigo and friggin uh, oh yes like all the uh, <laughs> like all of the oh uh, yes uh I, I don't know if you ever watched any wrestling as a kid um but a little bit a little bit yeah there was yeah. A, a a woman a women's champion named lita who was like the rock girl wrestler and i remember as a kid having like my Lita t-shirt and just being like, I love you. I love you so uh, much. So yeah, so that, that, that part of me so never funny. died. So that's, that's why I love, I love Marin so much. Uh, and also Asajj and also Cara Dune and every, everybody yes. that could probably just like destroy, destroy you. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, 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 I feel huge that. Mood. Huge that's, mood. Yeah. Huge mood coming in hot. Uh, speaking of Mandalorian, we need to talk about, the freaking Ludwig Göransson video that came out on the day today at the time of the recording. For those of you that haven't seen it, pause this. What a day it's been! <laughs> yeah, yeah, pause this. Go to Twitter. Go to the Star Wars Twitter. Watch the video. It's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a music video <laughs> shot in the volume of Ludwig just playing each instrument as he can. Yeah, does, um, of the main theme most specifically the weird massive recorders that he has. Yeah, like I remember, just, I remember reading. I'm such a big like, fan. <laughs> when he was like, "Oh, I do." Um, I did. I started by getting a pack of recorders. I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." I play recorder, and then I saw his recorder. Yeah, it's not the like, recorder that you're thinking of. No, I, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, dude, I was a recorder black belt." Are you kidding me? Like, I had all the little. I, I got every song right. Like, I remember that. Nope. His recorder is no. a massive bass recorder that sounds like a like a, a western uh, epic score. And I'm gonna go watch the Mandalorian after this. Absolutely, I've been meaning to do a rewatch of that show. I mean, it, the music alone. Like, I wish that they would do score only. Have you ever watched the Last Jedi score only? Have it. I need to. They put it on Disney Plus, and I saw that. I need to do it. It's amazing. It'll it'll move you. Like it's an incredible silent film. Uh, it actually works oh, really man, well. Oh man, I'm probably gonna cry. It, oh, I, when it's you get fine. to the uh, to the spark and Luke shows up and oh, no. and they're talking and I I just uh, yeah that I have I have a hard time dealing with that scene. Um, but yeah, but the Mandalorian, um, so many great musical cues. I mean, I think that that guy in the gallery episode that they did about the score. I mean, his whole 
process and just everything he has to say about, you know, coming up with the themes and how he doesn't want to be beholden to John Williams, but he wants to do his own thing. But the, like, just like the balls on him. Like if I had musical ability, I would just be doing a John Williams. Like I don't have that type of artistic integrity. Like I would just be like, yeah, let's, let's bring in all the themes, you know, cause I'm scared. Cause this is star Wars. I don't want to mess it up. And this guy comes in and is like, yeah. yeah how about electric guitar and synth and all this stuff? And I'm like, what? He really went there and like bless him for it. Like, I remember when uh, we were at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, I was lucky enough to go to the Mandalorian panel and like I nearly died, let me tell you. Like getting there and then, which that's a whole other story, but <laughs> like I, the thing that always sticks out to me about that experience is when they played, I think it was, did they show a trailer? Yes. They showed no. they showed the, the first half of was... the conversation with the client. Yes, they, they showed, showed that. Like a sizzle yes. reel with a couple scenes. The sizzle reel. I don't remember what it came after. It came after one of them. But they brought up like, you know, the title card or whatever. And then it it was like that little like and I was like, what is going on? What is that noise? <laughs> like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And I just remember like looking at my boyfriend and be like, Did you hear that? Did you hear that tone? And I thought about that tone for months. Yeah, it's it's, and I, it's still it's amazing. It's, it's so infectious. good. It's my favorite Star Wars music, hands down. It's up there for me. I mean, I think that it's so hard for me to choose a Star Wars project overall for like this one is my favorite, but there are tracks in Mandalorian that are in my top few tracks. Like yeah, for me, yeah. it has to be broken down sort of like by song. Like, like oh, I, yeah, I agree. I don't think that any of the sequel trilogy are my favorite score. But I think that the sequel trilogy has like three of my top five favorite tracks, like Ray's theme, the oh, Jedi step, Ray's theme, yes, uh, uh, the Spark, which we just talked about. But then I go to like Revenge of the Sith with like Battle of the Heroes, uh, it, which I just, my goodness, like I remember, <laughs> I remember like StarWars.com in two thousand five having like previews of the score or something like that, or a music video back when they used to do music videos for movies for some reason, which maybe we should bring Wild. that back. Uh, I agree. I, what we're going to get into in our, in our audience questions, we're going to get into some two thousands movie talk. Um, and that, that'll be, that'll be part of it. Um, yeah. And revenge of the Sith had that music video up. And I remember distinctly, like, obviously you guys are listening to this. You're a star Wars fan. You probably know the song, so I'm not going to hum it and butcher it, but they, there's the, when it really picks up and you can picture in your mind Anakin and Obi-Wan going at it in the hallway and it's just like bam, 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 shot after shot, rapid cuts, flips. They had intercut it with other things like from the trailer to get you really hyped for the movie. And it's like the shot of Kashyyyk of all the Ewoks, Ewoks, I wish it was Ewoks, all the Wookiees <laughs> um, roaring on the beach. And it was just sublime that I, Mandalorian makes me feel uh, very similarly where I hear the theme and I'm just taken immediately into it. Like I listen oh, to the theme. Oh, it gets me pumped. I listen to the theme when I walk my dog, and I swear I start walking, like I'm in a western. Yeah, you're. <laughs> like there's like a like a certain yeah. swagger that like kicks in, and you're Absolutely. like walking way oh too God. cool. I just love the. I mean, obviously the little the little recorder tone that you're talking about, but also the. Oh my God! Like, all of it. I immediately yeah. am like, it's so... who's around here that I can fight? <laughs> when the child uses the force to protect them from the fire, that music is amazing. That makes me cry. Yeah. But yeah, Mandalorian's great, guys. 
Mandalorian is really good. You should all watch Mandalorian and you should all uh, join the church of Ludwig um, that Tori started. <laughs> yes. Yes. The church of Ludwig. She's the patron saint. I wonder if I can like, you know how, <laughs> um, I can't remember what it's called, but there was like some sort of, and it, this might be completely fake, but I think it was real. I think <laughs> I remember seeing real pictures. Okay. That there was some sort of religion where like a pasta strainer was like, we could oh, wear that the, on your head. Pastafarians. That's it. But people could wear like, because that was their like religion. That they was their religious right. Yeah. That in their, um, they can wear a pasta strainer on their head and their driver's license photos. We need to be able to bring recorders into the driver's license photos. Oh, that's great. For the church. What does it take <laughs> to start a, a religion and get it like recognized? I don't know. I should, I feel like I should know this, but we can look it up. Because Jedi got recognized in England as, yeah. a, as a religion. Yeah. They got enough people to say it that it ended up on the census. And so then yeah. the government was forced to recognize it. What would you call a religion based around Ludwig Göransson? Oh no, I don't know. Ludwig Göran, the Göransson. I have to think about this. This is a very. This is not a split second decision. I really need time for this. She needs to go away and and think for a while and like like a true prophet, and hear the messages of Ludwig. Listen to listen yeah, to all I need his to, scores. Like, meditate on this for a few days. I'll get back to you. Don't worry. Go look at I'll a burning bush this. or something. <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh, he's amazing. Uh, everyone involved is amazing. The gallery show was amazing. I'm so um, sad it's over. Ugh. I feel like they only scratched the surface. Like in eight episodes, yeah. we were so we were given so much, and then it ended. And I'm like, well, come on, like. I know there's on. more. There has to be. The, I just want an entire episode with um, Werner Herzog. Yeah, just talking, talking to the child and calling people cowards. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the content that the people want. Oh, yeah, 100%. The fact that he I, died you, just breaks my heart. Because I don't think that they, they knew that he was going to be such a fan favorite. Isn't that always a story with Star Wars, though? Like That's true. I mean, they kill a lot of good characters. And they're they're like, the Boba <sighs> Fett of it all. And yes, I go out of my way online to make fun of Boba Fett. But I do understand. Uh, Listen, I saw those tweets. I just came here to say that I really like Boba Fett. <laughs> I just can't and I feel like say, that's such a controversial like opinion, and I feel like people in, instantly judge me. No, I just I came here to say you're in the majority, that, and it dates back to childhood. I was obsessed with him as a kid, like obsessed. And I don't get me wrong; I think a lot of characters since have like overtaken the number one spot. Oh no, please! But no. don't don't feel like you have to. I like Boba Fett. Okay, don't feel like I'm you have proud to, of don't, it. Don't I enjoy Boba. Backtrack. Don't give me like that. So many people don't give me that on the internet that I'm mutuals don't with are like, "Oh, if you like Boba Fett, there's something wrong with you," or like, "Oh, Boba Fett's so lame. Like Why that, does anybody like him?" And I I'm did like, say he was oh. lame, though. I did say that. Uh, don't backtrack. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But I, there are people that like <laughs> I'm mutuals with that I'm just like. <gasps> don't bury the lead. You're a Boba Fett stan. He's your favorite character. Don't. I don't know if he's my favorite anymore like number one favorite i still think he's in my top like i enjoy him Why so not? now here's an interesting question and this is actually a, a good star wars question i know that this has been one of my more casual episodes but honestly i'm having a great time um so if you're listening and you're like why why are they definitely like drinking and just sitting around for this episode <laughs> it's because this that is we're not drinking number one uh at not least I don't, at least i don't know if tori is but uh no, i'm not yeah, it just it just 
again, there's, there's nothing going on. We're stuck. Um, you have expressed on your social media platforms that you um, have reservations about introducing yeah. a lot, a lot of established stuff into the second season of Mandalorian. And again, none of this is confirmed officially. Blah 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 blah. blah. We know for an almost unequivocal. Like I can tell you right now, for an unequivocal fact, that the Bo-Katan stuff is true. Yeah, I like, agree with that statement. For like an like an unequivocal, like I'm not even. That's not speculation. Like, take it to the bank. Yeah. I, I know it's true. Um, yeah. So that that's happening. So we have to accept that one. Although that one to me is actually the Which most is acceptable. Fine, and it makes the most sense. It makes me, the most sense out of all the ones. Yeah. Exactly. So that's so. that's like definitely happening. Um, that's that's like one of the worst kept secrets. Um, but then the Ahsoka stuff, the Boba slash possibly Rex question mark stuff, and then in the the less likely than that, you probably throw Sabine into that last category it's, it's going to be crowded but do you have mixed feelings about some of these things because you like them independently because you're not going to roll your eyes at ahsoka but you might be bothered if she guts the screen time <laughs> of other people i think i will if i honestly because like it, okay if you straight up ask me hey do you want anybody to come in from any other part of canon into the mandalorian my answer my hard answer is no because mm-hmm. i enjoy hard it's answer just like Yes. I enjoy that the Mandalorian is its own thing and that mm-hmm. we've allowed these characters to develop and we mm-hmm. like they are like the center of their story and they're great. I if they bring in all these other characters, I worry because that's a lot. Like if all the rumors are true, that's a lot of crap to bring. It's a lot. Uh Bo-Katan makes a ton of sense to me, like with Darksaber and like I definitely think that her bringing her in could even enlighten us more to like what's happened earlier in mando's life and like what's caused everyone to go underground like she makes a ton of sense to me and i also love her and we did not get enough of her um in the clone wars so i i'm for it but again i don't want her to be there for every single episode and be like a main player in the group for the whole season that's um yeah listen i love ahsoka but (laughs) She has been in the Clone Wars. She has been in Rebels. Like she's had a lot of content, um, and she got her own novel. Yeah, and she's, I again yeah. love the character. I think she's amazing, but she's definitely one of those that steals the show every time she pops up. And I don't yeah. really want that to happen to the other characters. So I like, I really like. Out of all of them, I'm like, I really hope that one's not true. It's a fine line, right? It. Because it's sort of the. You know, what you, what you just said, I think, is an important thing to touch on, which is you don't want them to be there as a part of the group. Now, the counterpoint to that could be someone saying, oh, well, don't worry, Tori, they're just going to be a one episode pop in. But then you have the opposite problem of if the one episode pop in is not executed perfectly, then people are like, well, why'd you do it at all? You know, and you end up with it's that. It's a delicate balance. Exactly, where people that are really passionate about it in on the for it side that were in their minds coming up with oh when these characters meet it's going to be like this it's going to be like this i can't wait to see them talk about this i think it's very important for people to caution themselves um, about their own expectations because mandalorian season one and some people aren't going to like me saying this so let me explain it i'm not saying that they're the same and i'm not saying that they are the same quality wise. If you love one and hate the other, vice versa. 
Mandalorian season one is the Force Awakens of live action television where it kicked it off and everybody was like, what's this? And it's some stuff that I know, but it's great and new and we're all united on the fact that we like this thing. Mandalorian season two could be The Last Jedi where people might just be like, this was the most rocking follow-up ever. And then, but some people will have already written the entire season in their minds. And that's going to be a thing where you already see it now with, oh, I can't wait for Ahsoka to fight Moff Gideon and then Bo-Katan gets the the Darksaber back. And like, guys, first of all, I don't, you got to keep in mind, this is going to be a lot of people's first time seeing these characters. So it's not going to be like, Ahsoka's not going to show up and be like, wow, it was a a long time that we searched for Ezra. And this is what I've been doing for the past five (laughs) years. That's not going to happen. If she shows up, it's going to be brief, surface level. That way, you know, if my mom watched it, my mom could be like, wow, she's cool. Like, it's not going to be. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, she's orange. I like her. Like, it's not going to be a a whole thing. But it's going to be, I don't know. I'm extremely looking forward to the show. I'm not looking forward to talking about it as much as I was the first time because now it sort of belongs to the world. I'm ready. I'm excited. (laughs) Well, don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I just, I just think that it's like, it's a lot, you know, and, and Boba Fett, you know, sort of started this, this train of thought and he's the other big thing where it's like for you, that's, that's gotta be the harder sticking point. Yeah. So I, and again, even with Boba Fett, I'm kind of like, I don't really, we don't need to bring, people in there if it doesn't make sense really doesn't need to happen but i mean who knows maybe it makes sense with the story so that's fine if he's like there for half an episode or whatever that's fine i think the thing that excited me the most was um tamura morrison allegedly reprising yeah his role as well as a clone slash boba fett um so i love that because i love that man so He's I'm wonderful. like excited to see that. That would be like probably the most exciting aspect of it for me, to be honest. So I don't know. I want to reserve all judgment. I don't want to think too much into it, but I would prefer not to have anybody that we know just like roll on in. Or if like I would use Rogue One as an example, because like Rogue One's the gold standard. But anyway. See now. Like, we- <laughs> uh oh. No, what? no, 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 no. It, it, it's nothing. Because, <laughs> uh, like, Rogue One takes characters that we know that are, like, a big deal. Yes. Like, Leia, Bail Organa, like, Vader. that whole deal. But it's used in such a way that it makes sense with the story, and it's not overbearing to me. It's not like, hey, look at this person. <laughs> and if it's your first Star Wars movie, it doesn't matter that you don't know who Bail is. Because he, yeah. he's just, I mean if you exist in the world, you know who Leia is, but it's such a quick beat that you're probably just like, oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, And then the movie's over. So she can't take time from a movie that's ending. You know, the movie literally ends right when she's there. So it it was put there. The only egregious thing I think in that movie, some people would say Vader. I disagree. Uh, But is the R2 and 3PO thing. The R2 and 3PO thing is the only thing that bothers me in that movie because it... (laughs) I get it. I do. It's, it's the I only time. It's the only time that I turn into a big nerd, and it's, and it's a really big nitpick. And I, it's not that they're there. It's not even the joke that they make. It's that them being there. And nerds say this a lot. Like it doesn't make sense. This literally doesn't make sense. Because when, because <laughs> when Bale and Mon Mothma are talking, 
and or, or the Mon, Mon Mothma and the generals. I think General Draven and they're talking, and Chopper rolls by, and it's all cool. And you hear the Hera call out on the intercom. Um, Mon Mothma says that Radis is gone. Radis had already left to go to Scarif, and the Tanavi Four is in the profundity with Radis, but three PO and R two are still there, even though they're supposed to be on the Tanavi. <laughs> And so I'm like, you shouldn't be there. It breaks my brain. Just, uh, just enjoy the movie, friend. Just enjoy the movie. Just enjoy the movie. It's okay. Oh, uh, I know. I know. I have a complicated relationship with Rogue I bet you there's a crazy... That's, from a certain point of view, Rogue One, however many years from now, there will be a story about how they got onto the ship. Oh, absolutely. There you go. Done. What what year is that then? That would be. I don't 20, even want to think about 2056. it. I'm gonna be old, very old. Not that there's anything wrong with being old, but there's not gonna be a planet. I'm gonna then, be. So. It's gonna be a really long way away. What? There's not gonna be a planet. We're you know, I planet. really worry about that. To be quite frank, yeah. We're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna be donezo. We're gonna be an afterthought. Shout out to future societies that find this podcast, uh, and hear me predict it now, like Nostradamus. Um, we're not gonna make it, um, but. But yeah, Rogue One, um, uh, my girlfriend Aaron would definitely agree with you. Uh, I think it's her favorite. Um, depending it's my on favorite the ever, number one. She loves that movie. I like that movie more over time. I never disliked it, but I left Rogue One feeling weird, I think because I am so married to the sword and sorcery of it all. And then that mm-hmm. one doesn't have that element as strong. Which I knew going in, so it's my own fault. That's why I like it. <laughs> See, that's interesting because you, yeah, because you gravitate way more not... toward scum and villainy. Yeah, and... I'm not big on the the Jedi dealio. I mean, like I I don't hate it, and I obviously enjoy all Star Wars stories, but yeah, it's not really the thing I gravitate towards. So I really enjoyed having a story that wasn't like Jedi centric. Really good. So you're probably really hyped for the Cassian show. Oh, you've no idea. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I I really hope that COVID goes away so they can start shooting on time. Oh my god! Right. COVID can can't ruin another thing. I mean, with Stellan Skarsgård's gonna be in it, and he's probably he's gonna be like an imperial weirdo or something. Yeah, probably. Perfect time to segue into Pirates of the Caribbean, something that yes uh, <laughs> that we are both passionate about, which I just learned. I've learned through Twitter this over the it. past couple weeks that uh, Tori and I have a few early two thousands movie uh, fandoms that we share uh van helsing um, yes 2004 uh ben affleck's daredevil um yes. tori can represent catwoman on her own i don't need to help her with that one i, I don't think i can i don't think i can stand with you on that like, very it's been so long since i've seen that movie too like i just do you remember that I... <laughs> the villain plot is based on cosmetics that like crack your skin like a face cream that cracks your yeah. skin open very weird very weird what a mood <laughs> what a time <laughs> We still love it all the same. It's fine. But yeah, um, we can get into audience questions uh, and talk more about early 2000s movies and stuff. Yay! Um, when I go here to our first one from Twitter, it comes from someone you know named Jonathan Drain, at John Drain. Yes, Jonathan. I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but Jonathan, he I said, love you and I miss you dearly. Oh. That's sweet. You guys used to work together, right? Yes. Jonathan says, uh, was the soundtrack to Daredevil, this is multi-parts, was the soundtrack to Daredevil the best part about the entire film? Yes and no. I enjoyed, I don't know, 
I just, I don't know. How old was I when that came out? 2003. I don't know. It was just such a moody movie. I feel Mm -hmm. like I had never seen anything like it. So I really enjoyed like how edgy and like sad it was. I don't know. Like, that sounds so strange to say about me as, a, like, a seven or eight-year-old, but that's the truth. Um, I watched a movie on DVD religiously, um, but Evanescence, Electra cutting open sandbags Oof. to Evanescence, I was forever changed. What a scene. What a movie. Yeah. just the... I definitely, the, the movie would not be the same without the music. Let's put it that way. The, mu- the music is amazing. They're, they're a compliment. It's a, it's a, a symbiotic relationship. Correct. Uh, I, I agree. Um, can we talk about like 2000s movies like that? A lot of them had characters like Electra, where nowadays we are obsessed with establishing things in canon and in the framework. So like, you know, we didn't get straight into, you know, certain characters like in the Marvel movies, they had to be built up over time. Uh, Daredevil introduces, builds up, establishes, and kills Elektra all in one movie. <laughs> like what? That nowadays that would have been, you know, she would have appeared in the first Daredevil movie, Absolutely like as a side wild. character. Yeah. And then in the, that in that Jennifer Garner version is like, yeah, I'm a rich, uh, I'm a rich heiress. My name's Elektra Nachos. And then halfway through the movie, or not even halfway through the movie, they have that Just awesome like- fight in the park um, when they're flirting with each other. And and then halfway through the movie, she's like, "Yeah, I know how to use size like, and swords." Like size, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, what is happening? Like the 2000s, people just had skills, and they didn't have to. They didn't need to explain it. Listen, you you knew. Looking at her, you knew. You knew what she was about. She was about that life, dude. She was about Badass. it. Badass, absolutely. And then it's okay. She got killed, but then she got her own movie. It's fine. Then she got her own movie, and they they did her dirty in that movie. What? You don't like that movie? I don't like that. I like her in the movie because I just like Jennifer Gardner. I like her in everything. I think she's a delight. Yeah. She's very yeah. wonderful. Alias, Daredevil. Um, uh, 13 Going on 30, hello. 13, 13 Going on 30, a classic. Um, <laughs> an, ex- an extreme classic. Uh, it makes me sad that she doesn't talk to Mark Ruffalo uh, according to Mark Ruffalo. Uh, what? You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like he like purposely like ghosts him. Like, doesn't like ignores him. Like, or, like, like ghosted him. Yeah. Apparently, this is all hearsay. Um, from my friend what? Mark. No. Um, basically, apparently, part of the problem in the Garner Affleck relationship was that Garner, and again, this is hearsay from from guys. So, again, uh, but. Mark Ruffalo claims that when she got with Ben Affleck, she dropped him as a friend post 13 going on 30, sort of with that mentality of like, well, I'm married now. I'm not going to have like straight guy friends. Like it needs to just be me and my husband type deal. And then then Kevin Smith says that Jennifer doesn't like, didn't like any of Affleck's friends. And so she made it so that they were basically each other's only friend. That's just, that's just what I've heard. But I don't, I don't want to believe that because I like her so much. Uh, and that's wild. That's a wild story. Yeah. And it, it makes me sad. Um, but there are more, there are more Daredevil questions also from Jonathan in one tweet. Uh, what aged the best from that movie? Uh, everything? 
know, uh, the scene where Electric cuts open the sandbags with size to evanescence. <laughs> I reiterate. I would like to say sandbags. That's the best part of the movie, um, and it's aged very well. Yeah, um, I... I don't know. I, I don't, it's been a minute since I watched it, but honestly, I don't know. I feel, commentary I feel like it track still holds up, coming soon. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I feel like it still holds up. Uh, I, it does, especially if you watch the director's cut. The director's cut yeah. of Daredevil is super good. Uh, it actually makes the movie make sense because when you're a kid, you don't care that it doesn't make sense. But if you watch both cuts back to back, and I don't know really why you would, unless you have a lot of time on your hands, uh, you will notice that there are, it's not just like, oh, they made some changes for the director's cut. There are scenes missing. Like there's a plot missing in the theatrical cut. And yeah. so sometimes Daredevil says things and you're like, I don't, I'm not sure what you're referring what are you talking to. talking about Daredevil? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, yeah, I think the thing that aged the best is sort of the the way that they treated sort of the characters where I don't think that that movie, I mean, aside from killing her, which is a big thing, um, but I, they don't they don't fall into like traps of like she was dumb or a damsel or anything like that movie sort of avoided a lot of that. She was freaking great. She yeah. was great. And then Favreau as Happy was great as like a best friend character. Affleck was cool. He wasn't problematic to that I, that I remember because even like early Tony Stark obviously is pretty shitty um, to yeah. too many people and uh, and especially to the women characters in those first few Iron Man movies. Um, a lot of a lot of heroes were kind of like that. So uh, I think that the I mean Kingpin being a, a successful black man uh, and just being powerful and not not being like a thug or a drug addict or anything that they would make black villains really back then. Uh, I mean, he was the bad guy, but yeah, I think Colin Farrell as Bullseye. <laughs> he wild. aged, aged magnificently. Wild. I you think got, that, yeah, I think that really holds up, honestly. You guys remember when he killed an old lady with a peanut on that plane? I like, truthfully, like the thing where he throws the sigh back at her and it goes right through her hand. Oof. Wild. That like blew my mind as a kid. Yeah, I could not like, believe that. Cannot deal with that. Yeah, and then he, when he stabs her through the gut, her leather, her leather top, I don't know what to call it really. It was a crop top, I guess. Her leather crop top, the leather is too tough, and so the blade doesn't go all the way through. It just sort of pokes, and so, but the leather is strong enough that the blade didn't go through. As a child, I was always fascinated by that. I was like, that's some tough leather that she's wearing. That's some great leather like, right there. That's, that's like some early, yeah. like, Dungeons and Dragons, like good stats, starter armor, like no metal, but but solid. Oh, yeah, Electra didn't come to play. She is suited up. She's legit. Too legit to quit, um, evidently, mm-hmm. which is why she was able to not die, uh, even though she died. Um, did Affleck have red hair in that movie? Red is in quotes. I got, I'm going to go with no. I don't think. I don't, I don't think so either. I think they I tried think it, to like, have him have red hair. I kind of had like a little like in the light, like one of those like in the light scenarios. But yeah. like, like if a, you ask me, like, did he have, like, no. Like in uh, Zach and Cody when he's like, it's a honey mist Auburn. He's like, honey, <laughs> yes. you missed Auburn yeah. big time. Yes, correct. Very light. Yeah, it is sort of just in the light. So I guess the answer, Jonathan, is the red hair is the friends that we made along the way. But yes. That's, that's really all that matters. Because he also didn't have red hair on the Netflix show. Um, that was definitely brown. No. Oh. Which I didn't watch for the longest time because I was like, there's only one Daredevil for me. 
and it's the early 2000s Daredevil. Did you like the Netflix show? I, I, it's, I don't think I've even fully finished it. It's been hard. It's not that <laughs> the it's truth bad. comes out. It's not that it's bad. It's not that I have not, like, I, like, I enjoy it enough. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I can't. It doesn't really have my attention. Not moody enough. No. Like not stylized no. enough. Like there have been some really good like Jessica Jones. Oh my god, glued Great to the TV. Show. I love Jessica Jones. That show. show incredible. Um Daredevil was like, nah, I guess. I really like Luke Cage. Um Iron Fist is like what even happened I've with ever that show? Heard of? <laughs> like what even this and I happened? were like an episode in and I was like, what? And we were just turned it off. I was like, I, I powered through the season because I was convinced that I needed to see all four characters before Defenders. Uh, I did not, uh, and that was highly disappointing because Iron Fist was thirteen hours of my life, and uh, yeah, that was a lot to get through. And he was like such a big player in the Defenders, and I was like, why? They made it a, the all about focal him. point when he's like the worst one so th- we get to defenders and they're uh, like they out of nowhere they're like the, the purpose of the iron fist is to destroy the hand and i'm like bullshit the purpose of daredevil and electra is to fight the hand number one number two i don't even know what number two is but a defenders uh was eight hours too long it it was it was it was ridiculous uh and then the last part of this daredevil off. question is <laughs> Yes. Uh, last part of the Daredevil question that just says, talk about the isolation chambers. Um, those were dope. Uh, weird. I wanted one as a kid. Weird, uncomfortable. Yeah, and I wanted one. I definitely did the thing where I was like in my bathtub and I would like try to lay down in the water to be like Ben Affleck. And turn the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> then my mom comes in and her kid's half drowned. Um, uh, yeah. Great. I, I liked them. I didn't understand. I don't think I, I got it because I don't think I'd ever met a blind person at the time, nor did I understand really the mechanics. Like, I just thought he was sort of being cool. It wasn't until I was older that I was like, oh, it's comforting. He hears too much. I get it. I get yeah. It. Yeah. I think the same for me. There's actually like apparently some places like near where I live that have isolation chambers that you can go to. And I'm like, that's cool. I want to try it. But also I'm a little like, kind of scary being like in nothingness (laughs) essentially it's kind of yeah (laughs) i mean that that was my reaction when they did uh when they used that as a as a big story beat in stranger things season one yeah it's It's just daredevil it's a yeah and uh earlier this year um i was actually lucky enough to meet ben affleck (laughs) and i got to meet ben here in miami for a work thing that's awesome and they wouldn't let me take a picture with him because they were jerks uh it wasn't him it was the people doing the thing uh and i got to shake his hand and i told him a that he was the bomb in phantoms because i've always wanted to tell him that uh and then i told him how much i love 2003 daredevil and he didn't say thank you but he laughed (laughs) He laughed, which told me that he probably had not. I'm sure that's one of those things that he's just like, what? Like, why are you bringing this up? He was very good humored about it. Also very large, large, large man. He is. I keep like seeing all these because like, they're like the hot thing right now. Him and Anadarmus like out and about. And I'm like, he's such a big man. Yeah. He's like six, four or something. Jeez. This is a whole lot of Affleck. 
Uh, That's so. I just commend you for bringing that up. Thank you for that. I do my for best. For bringing really. Daredevil to him. That's so good. I do my best for the people. Yes. Um, who those people are, evidently, just you. But uh, <laughs> I feel it all the same. <laughs> I embrace the the legacy of Affleck. Yes. Uh, this next question comes from Facebook. It comes from my friend and yours, Charlie Ashby. Yeah. And when you are looking at this episode on social, you'll see uh, a wonderful graphic. Uh, at the time of this recording, Toy I'm only seen, here for the graphic. But <laughs> I <not> saw. <laughs> but I'm only here for the graphic. I'm, I'm so excited about the here for the graphic. <laughs> I, I should make some of the graphics available as shirts. That'd be. I would buy the one with me and you on it. That'd be interesting. You're gonna love it. Oh Obviously, God. when this you know comes out, is? you'll have seen it. I've seen the the mock up. Okay. I oh actually, God, so full excited. disclosure, full disclosure. So you're, if you're watching, if you're listening to this episode, you've seen the graphic that Charlie made and it is Tori and I, well, it's Tori playing Sabak against Han. But, but I am, because there's a picture of Tori that was readily available of her holding up Sabak cards. And so it was like, boom, there it is. Uh, and, and Charlie sort of, I just give him a general feel. And I think I told him like Mandalorian, Cantina, you know, you, you get it. Uh, and so he busted out this New Hope solo mashup thing, and it's like super oh cool. Uh, and then there's like I had to do a photo shoot. I don't like to be in photos. It, it just I feel I always see photo of myself, and I'm like I look terrible. Um, but I am in all the graphics, and so I did a put my phone on a timer like type thing to try to get a photo so Charlie could use in this of me with like the calamari flan and the solo dice that I have and things. So, so we'll excited. see, we'll see which one he uses. So it's a whole thing. So yeah, so that is, that's the, the graphic. Of, and when it's, when this episode's out, you'll be able to see the, the finished version and Chewie's in there too. And it's, it's really cool. So Tori again has not seen it, um, but she will because will, time is oh, weird. I can't wait. Um, Charlie's question is because he knows obviously um, where your heart lies in Star Wars. Uh, and it kind of ties in actually to your first episode on the show where we did talk about the fact that the sequel trilogy, um, the way that you think it's a fair criticism or not, depending on who's listening, uh, did not use a lot of original trilogy creature designs and alien designs. So he asks, if you could have brought back any of the creature designs, I'll say slash alien, uh, from the originals into the sequels, what would it have been and why? And I will also say where, where would you have put it? Okay. Oof. Cracking my knuckles there. There's a, a big knuckle ready. crack. Getting ready. Okay. So, and I do have an answer. I'll go through the original trilogy as well, but I also have a species that I'd love to see from prequel trilogy as well. Okay. Go for um, it. Um, somewhere else. So, first and foremost, though, Mon Calamari. Here's what I think with the Mon Calamari. Love them dearly. They are generally only ever seen like in the military. I want to see one like in a cantina somewhere. Or, like, I want to see one that's like, you know what? Military life's not for me. I've decided to run away and, like, play Sabacc all the time. Like, I don't know. That's cool. Um, so, definitely love to see Mon Calamari out and about somewhere else, somewhere different. I mean, I just miss seeing um, Twi'leks around, you know? And I'd love to see them kind of, I mean, granted, we kind of got that with um, Shan. So, you know, because yeah. I, I was going to say... If you had asked me this before, I would say, like, smuggler. But I'm still going to say, like, smugglery roles because I feel like we only saw her. She's, like, the only one that I've seen, really, that's, like, kind of in that realm. So, And, you, and I think you're, you're 
not to put words in your mouth, but I think when you say smuggler, you mean someone that's like maybe a captain of their own freighter or something like she has sort of an unhinged, like she's more of a killer, it seems, than she is. That's very odd. She's part of the gang, but you mean someone maybe with a different career. Yeah, like, but like in that realm of just kind of like more normal, quote unquote, not like, you know, not Jedi, not like, you know. Like Hera. But at the same time has a little more like agency. Right. So, yeah. So, um, definitely them. Um, my one from prequels is, um, I want to see a Doug somewhere. (laughs) Yes. Like Ah. so badly. Um, so really want that. Um, but hmm, original trilogy, I'd love to see, um, oh God, I can't remember the name now. (laughs) I'm going to feel so dumb later when I'm like, you know, the name of it. Um, big furry guy in the cantina, little like snoodle. Oh, of Muftak? Yeah, Muftak's his name. I'm just trying to remember what his species is called. Yeah, and they have the whole thing about their species in the Clone Wars, which I love. That they're just, like, chilling in the wilderness and being, like, so cool. He's a Tulls. That's it. Oh, my God. I feel so dumb. But them. I would like to see them somewhere, too. I just, like, there's so, there so many in, like, the canteen industry scene, especially in stuff like that, where it's, like, I haven't really seen... Like, I just want to see more of the species that are kind of like one-offs that people just like die for and love like i like to see more of um max rebos oh yes but obviously i want to see more polo you know more size noodles please yes like i think that'd be really cool to see a bunch of variations on them i live for like different like skin textures and different skin tones and things like that so like you know seeing the like uh radis and like his little buddies in the background that are like white yeah. row one was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me because i just love seeing like how they can take a sculpt or a look that you're familiar with and kind of change it up with color and things like that so absolutely i would live for that and that's the cool thing i think you know obviously with the mon calamari with radis and well there's his buddies and, and aftab aftab was the other one where it was like he yeah. had a different look and- i love he even had like a i mean like radis is is i would say like pretty like generally enough drastic of a difference from Akbar, but like Aftab is like such a different like you can tell it's still like the same species but he's such a different sculpt but i love it yeah yeah he's great and then on the wookiee side of things i mean in legends there was like that wookiee that had albinism who was like all his like white fur from head to toe was like a killer and it was like part of their culture and then there was in afra there's black Kersantan, I don't know how you really say his name. I guess we'll find out in the audiobook, but Kersantan. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I love all those variations, like you're saying. But a, a Doug, we, we need to get back to the Doug because that I want would be a Doug. super cool. I want I remember a Doug somewhere, the, please. What is Anakin's exact line where he's like, he's a Doug, like a, a particularly dangerous, is it d- dangerous Doug or nasty Doug? So. I can't something remember. Like something like that. But I remember as a I kid mean, just right. being so like, sucks, but I love him so much. I remember being like, the alien is called a, a Doug. Like, I'm so like, angry because, and I think it was just because I had bought so many other things. But at Star Wars Celebration, they had the um, hot dogs, and it was like a hot dog with well, like I did not buy that shirt, and I'm upset. I should have bought it. That's fantastic. I'm sure there's probably one on the internet somewhere. I bought the Windu City one though. So, oh, that's great. I regret not fighting hard for the Lando Hawaiian. Because now it's. I knew I was never going to get that. I never even tried. Now it's the most ridiculous thing to find, and I should have gone harder for it. I did. uh, I I do have. uh, I can see it right over there. 
uh, the Sabine Wren motorcycle jacket from her universe. Yes, and, I'm bummed. I wanted the Darth Maul bomber jacket, and they never had it in. Oh, so yeah. that, I mean, that booth was just stormed the entire time. I, I found them at like a rare lull, and I just walked up, and I'm like, hey. And they're like, hello. I'm like, what? size and women's would i need to wear these i mean they're like let's help you out let's help you out we'll, we'll, we'll like we know we know we'll measure you up um so yeah so that was uh charlie's question great answers there Love obviously the question charlie thank you so much tons of potential and then we're gonna go over to instagram for the last question this comes from uh my girlfriend aaron who asked uh, a very specific question that she asked me in person and then I said I would ask you, and then I didn't trash. Uh, and then she submitted it as a question to make sure it would get to you. So, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> I showed her the uh, Mon Calamari flan that you made. Yeah. And she wanted to know if you could make, or if you, it says, would Tori consider making uh, calamari flan coins that are the size of gauges? like mine that way i could wear calamari flans in my ears that's pretty fun dang okay yeah i mean i have to like figure it out she said she i would need to know if you're I listening need, i need to know i would just need to know like specific like sizes like what gauge specifically is yours like what's the like circumference and all that or the yeah. diameter at least because I think it's doable, but the only problem is, is you could lose some detail if it's super, super small, like with the actual emblem. That's the only concern. Yeah. And but that, that's super doable. And it's also the, the fact that like the gauge's groove has to be very specific for like the rubber band to pop in a certain way, like in the right. back and like things like that. So it, it, it's so yes, she would consider it. You asked if she yes. would consider it. She would. Consider I would it. consider it. Um, so that does it for fan questions. I did um, want to take a second um, before I wrapped up uh, whatever the next episode was. Uh, Tori, a little bit behind the scenes magic, was gracious enough to step in. I fully intended on having her on soon, um, but on a very last minute thing, some stuff happened. Uh, and so she was able to jump in and come in and do this wonderful, just sort of casual, Yay! free-flowing episode. Um, but I did want to take a second to shout out um, our friends over at Boba Luga Studios um, because they made and this podcast you guys can't see it but Tori already saw it on online this uh, really cool Moff Gideon uh, Kenner style yeah. um, figure who looks just like the uh, he looks just like him old 70s collection yeah he's even got the same like slicked back hair and all that stuff and he's he's super neat his little cape um, they are doing Kenner style figures um, for the Mandalorian. They have done all the versions of Dinjar and they have the last two versions coming out now as he upgraded his armor. They've done the child, they've done Gideon and who knows, maybe um, other characters uh, in the future will be coming up as well. But I just the wanted armor. to take a second to, I'm not saying I'm... who knows. It's possible. If you if you, you hear something, that's crazy. Oh my god. It's so weird. So weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that was. Some sort of <laughs> what do they call it? Like people that are like into like ghost hunters, like an electro EVP. 
An EVP. Wow, you knew. Oh, I'm like big into the, the ghosty stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. See, yeah. You, if you know there that. was a society, like a paranormal society, like that was near enough to me, I would totally join it. But the closest one is kind of far. Where is it? I think it's like, like Lakeland or something like that, which is like at least an hour from me. <laughs> Who's going to Lakeland? So, no one's going saying, to Lakeland. Yeah. I, I, if you're I, from Lakeland, I'm sorry. I've lived in Florida since I was five years old. I don't think I've ever been to Lakeland. <laughs> Maybe I've been through Lakeland. The one time that I went, because my friend lived there at the time, like I remember it taking like an hour. So. And not for much return, not for much reward. Well, I did see the Edward Scissorhands uh, shopping center, which was pretty cool. That's neat. Yeah, because they filmed a lot of it in Lakeland. I did not know that. Yeah. So like a lot of all the like residential shots and stuff were Lakeland. They obviously are not painted the fun colors anymore. But um, the shot, the big shopping center is still there. That was the movie that terrified me the most as a child. What? I love Edward Scissorhands. It's Edward so Scissorhands. Oh, it's a good movie. And I, and I can watch it now. But I, I had a fit of like it's freaky. I got it. panicky crying telling my mom, please not make, don't make me watch it again. Like I was... <laughs> horrified by that movie and it took me a long time to unpack why that movie scared the shit out of me and I, I, I never talked to anyone professional about it but I have figured out in conversations with people that Edward Scissorhands and like I said I said I would tie everything back to Star Wars so just be patient people um, here we go Edward Scissorhands was the first time aside from Revenge of the Sith that I saw somebody that was at least Anakin's a little different than Edward because he does truly become evil, but Edward unintentionally hurts people uh, multiple times in the movie. Edward pushes someone out of the way of getting hit by the car in the movie. And they get hurt. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to check to make sure that they're okay. But because he has scissor hands, guys, Edward scissor hands, he's hurting them. And that freaked me the hell out as a kid. Like, yeah, I, that's kind of a scary thought that you would like unintentionally hurt someone, and there's like nothing you can do about it. That and there's nothing sense. you can do. Like, I don't think that I was a, I was at a place where I was able to compartmentalize that the good thing. Coincidentally, we you know we mentioned Van Helsing at the front. Van Helsing is another movie that freaked me out from the same period. Van what? Helsing, Edward Scissorhands, and uh, the Joel Schumacher Phantom of the Opera because all of those were like like with Frankenstein and the Phantom like sort of yeah outcasty freaks that didn't want to be what they were didn't want to be made type thing i think that that was a trend that freaked me out as a kid so that's super valid though fun facts about me but yeah we've talked about a lot still quarantine thanks for hanging out i don't think we'll ever stop being Oh, you're welcome. So fun. <laughs> is, is that a joke or is, like, is that a real take? I don't think I like really like. I wonder. I'm really starting to wonder. There's like our response to the pandemic is like a non-response. Like when will it go away? Because we're not doing anything about it. So I kind of feel like we're going to be here for like a really long time. But this was super fun. To this was fun. To what you said it's always fun. So thank you so much. Of course, of course. Thanks Sorry for to be on. depressing about that, but we're no, never no, no. leaving our houses ever again. <laughs> and again, like it's hard to disagree, honestly. But uh, again, for anybody listening, uh, 
again, thank, thanks to Tori. Send her all your love and praise uh, and money um, and patronage because so much, she was she was cool enough to come on uh, and just do way more of a loose free for me um, episode than we normally would do. But I don't know. It just sort of felt right to talk about some things. I had a great time. So. Different topics. I, I had fun too. And really at the end of the day, you sort of have to make things for yourself. I mean, I think that you would at least somewhat agree, even if it's... Absolutely. Yeah. Like even if it's... um. You want people to be excited about it, but at the same time, if you end, if you ever feel like you are making things for people to like or to keep something going, then I think that that sort of uh, beats the fun out of it for you. So you gotta have a little bit for yourself. Absolutely, one for them. Hundred percent. One for me. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> so so that so now now we're at the uh, the introspective part of the evening. So I will definitely um, have Tori on again soon. But next time, um, next week, recording is weird, but the episode after this one um, is going to be the podcast debut of Erin, my girlfriend, who is going to come on. Oh, that's so uh, exciting. Oh, my God. She's going to come on and co-host uh, an episode and talk all about how she discovered Star Wars in her 20s. Uh, wow. And, and oh, my was, God. Yeah, she came to the party. Um right before rogue one came out so that was her first one in the theaters uh, we're gonna get into that. that's fine yeah came in with oh a little thunder though super thunderous uh, debut um, that's the best yeah yeah talk about everything that she has picked up everything that she loves in star wars fandom um so get excited for that one uh for a Yay. weird a, a weirder episode i'm sure we haven't recorded it yet but i know it's going to be weird just because obviously her and i are going to speak to each other in a way that like she's definitely uh she should she should really be hosting a show she's a much better hostess than i am a host um what yeah she's great she's great you're gonna love wild. her she's awesome. like pretty good though so yeah but she's like she could put she could put on like dinner parties and like like be really uh like she's an english teacher oh, um got so, it. so she's yeah she's great I'm ending I'm ending the episode now by fawning over my girlfriend um but no, anyway that, that works yeah i'm excited it's, it's gonna be good times good times for sure um so yeah so tori now you have to plug where everybody can find you yay um so you can follow me on twitter and instagram it's the mandatorian so it's mandalorian but just with a t in it for tori um, I think uh, my Twitter is just straight through the Mandatorian. Instagram has to do with the dot Mandatorian. Um, and then um, my shop is Creature Cartel. So that's on Etsy. And you can also find my Twitter, which is at Creature Cartel. And then my Instagram is at Creature Cartel Shop. And then Facebook, there is also a Creature Cartel um facebook page as well so you can like that as well um it is a little alien doodle for the logo so just make sure there's like i think some other creature cartels out there i kind of discovered that a little late so (laughs) but it's not like a i can't remember what it was i think it was like an animal thing or something i don't know oh so it wasn't even related no it's not related at all to like what i'm doing but there is like on facebook specifically like a so they were using the word cartel because they're an actual drug dealer, whereas you're using I don't know about that. I think it was just, I don't really remember what it was. I'll have to look it up now. But 
And then Did I'll you Twitter, have other I, I names Twitter. for the shop before? Like, was that a process? I never asked you. It was a difficult process, honestly. And I, I don't even remember, like, I don't even remember any of my other options. I'm sure I had like a list, but Creature Cartel just felt right. Hmm. So oh, well, anyway. now I don't know what I'd do without that. Like, I don't know what I would have as a name instead. So. Yeah, it just works. It's alliterative. It's yeah, it's catchy. It's quick. It feels right. I think that if you yeah. if you say something out loud, that, that out, out out loud, uh, out loud, that's the uh, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the hick hour of the show. It's happening. Um, yeah, that's how I felt with the naming naming this show too. It took me a long time to name the show. Oh, it's great. I love your name. Thanks. It's, it like just rolls off the tongue. I appreciate it. It, it fully comes from the fact that I so good. My branding is my branding is very minimal. You make it sound I like, like it's it a though. I like operation. the color scheme. And I, I like, do the, like the colors. I like the logo. And now you've Charlie do it. I cannot wait for that graphic, Charlie. Oh yeah. Charlie's Charlie, send me the graphic right now. Charlie rocks. Honestly, and, and that's that's a good point. I really should uh I've been bad about certain things at the end of shows. I usually just plug the socials and stuff, but like uh Charlie Ashby. Charlie Ashby of the Imperial Senate podcast um is the uh graphics man for the show. Um, graphics man is not an official title uh, in any industry. Um, I think that that's very official. Yeah, graphics man, visual Absolutely. producer, um, visual wizard, two D sorcerer of some kind, visual wizard. I like that. That's a wizard, visual Annie. Visual wizard. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's wonderful. Imperial Senate podcast. Obviously, you can find uh, his show everywhere. Um, and then also his personal um, Patreon. It's just Charlie Ashby. It's his name. It's super easy to find. Uh, if you want to find him on Twitter, you can head over to at CMW Ashby. He can also do graphics for you. Uh, his prices are extremely um, fair for the amount that he kicks ass uh, doing what he does. Um, so definitely check out uh, Charlie right now. He's freelancing um, in the COVID world. So head over there uh, and do that as well. And then also the new um, show logo which debuted a few episodes ago, and I didn't even talk about it because I'm lame, um, by Brian Ward, who is uh, incredible and has done, um, if you guys like Star Wars Explained um, with Alex and Molly, he's done stuff for them. If you guys watch the movie Trivia Schmodown, he's done stuff for them, uh, for a bunch of people in the horror space, like Clark Wolf, for um, people that have different Star Wars shows. I mean, the guy's done logos all over the online space uh, he's done stuff for like harley davidson he's, he's, he's a badass um and he's, Damn, okay. he's he's super cool yeah and he, he he knocked it out of the park so definitely check that out um also this show is hosted on anchor so you can actually leave voicemails um i think i've said that like once since i've been doing the show i really should say it more if you want to leave voicemails on the anchor app you can do that uh and then people like me and tori can listen to them uh and answer them although it's not always going to be tori because she like has That's a life crazy. and like like does things. It's crazy that you're not always going to be on the show, or it's crazy that no, no, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, sure, but it's crazy the the voicemail thing. I'm not over it. That's crazy. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. If you go to the Anchor app, um, you literally just find the show. You put leave a voice message. You have 59 seconds, not 60. You have 59 seconds uh, to leave a voicemail. To you can leave. Your thought. Yeah, a whole complete thought, or and or you could just label the message part one, label it part two. Then it enables me to drop your audio in, or I could 
figure out how to play it live either way. Um, and again, you could follow me at AD underscore Strider on Twitter at a period D period Strider on Instagram. You can follow the show at Octo Radio, A-H-C-H-T-O Radio, um, wherever uh, podcasts are found, not sold because it's free. Um, it's free content. Just give it a rating. Just go down and like rate it. There's way more of you that listen than have rated it. Um, yeah, so do that. Um, don't give it a bad rating. I mean, come on. If you're not gonna say something, if you're not gonna say something nice, don't say something at all. I mean, like, come on. Did you guys have like anyone raise you? Would you get raised in a barn? What's wrong with you? Um, but yeah, this is the end of the episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Punch it, Chewy. <laughs>